This episode is one of a four-part series on The Future Accountant, featuring Sage partner Matt Lisko, President and CEO of LW Consulting. Welcome to the Sage Thought Leadership Podcast, championing the unsung heroes of business, accountants. Well, hi, everyone, and welcome to our podcast. I'm Ed Kless, and with me today is Matt Lesko. Matt, we are going to be talking about The Future Accountant, a series that you have so graciously decided to share with us on our audience. And the first thing we're going to talk about is the retirement revolution. So talk to me a little bit about the impact that the retirement of accountants has had on the profession. Yeah, well, I think there's has had and, and will have. Uh, and it's really important that you know, we talk about where this is going and why we're talking about the future um, accountant and the future of the accounting industry in general. Uh, you know, the statistics are, the statistics are coming out right now that somewhere around 75% of accountants are retire in the next 15 years. Uh, and what this is going to do is really deplete the industry of a lot of knowledge, a lot of, uh, expertise. Um, it's not like we're going to see 75% of your, uh, your, interns or you're newly graduated uh, leaving the workforce, you're going to see the, uh, the group of people that really have most of the knowledge around accounting business and how finances affect business and how finances help make decision making. Uh, this retirement revolution that we uh, see coming is really going to put a lot of pressure on businesses and organizations. Now, there's a lot of conversations within the accounting uh, industry about how it's going to affect the accounting industry. But what I'm really focused on and thinking about is how is it going to affect our clients? How is it going to affect the small businesses, the mid-market businesses uh, that uh, rely on accountants to really help drive their business? So what, what we're focused on is how do we help organizations? How do we have these conversations around preparing for this to come because it's not 15 years from now you're talking about 16 or 17 percent if i have my statistics correct uh will retire in the next year uh and that is a major depletion itself and people going into the uh, accounting profession from a education you know majoring in accounting is down by 30 percent uh so we have a real major uh issue to really focus on here. And I take it because you're doing a lot of thinking about this, that you've had some of these conversations with customers that have come to you with an accountant who's left them or retired or is considering retiring. And what's the messaging, the feeling that you're getting from them? No, they're, you know, we're getting clients that are coming to us and saying, Hey, I had my bookkeeper or my accountant uh, or my controller of 20 years retire. Uh, and I went and I tried to find, uh, you know, somebody else to fill, you know, traditionally fill that, uh, that, uh, position, uh, in an internal factor. And the amount of knowledge that was lost and the amount of training was really, uh, uh, difficult to get that new person up and running. And I had to rely heavily on the person that was retiring to come in and, and, and graciously give me more time in that transition period. To then find out that a year or two later, because of where the market is, that that person that I trained up is going on to the next position out there because of a supply and demand issue. 
um, you know, that, uh, that that's out there. And so what the conversations that we're seeing and we're having is how do we build institutional knowledge around your accounting within your organization and bring it outside of the individual and into the realm of it being owned by the company. So transitions are easier. Uh, and then how do we get the job done in, in, in a more uh, new age way? And is that just uh, simply as, as, as David Gerber would put it, you know, just make sure that you have a process for everything or is it beyond just making sure that there's process in place for all of this stuff and the processes is, is well documented? I think process uh, is paramount. Okay. I don't want to take anything away from the value of process, but where's the process reside? And I can tell you that the majority of uh, businesses, they go down the road of saying, okay, I'm going to put my accounting policies and procedures into a document, you know, maybe print it out, put it on the shelf, and never actually update that. Uh, and by the time you sit down and you bring that, that document down or bring it up on your computer, it's, it's completely different to what the day-to-day activity is happening. Uh, and so, yes, process is important, but how do you document that process? How does that process reside at the firm level? It's not just in the minds of your, uh, your staff. I mean, one of the things that I think, um, providers like myself, biggest job is, is to make sure that that institutional knowledge of their clients resides with our firm, not with our staff members. Um, that's the same thing internally for organizations. I don't care the size of the organization. You could be a couple million dollar firm that only needs one person in place or a part-time person in place, or you could be a multi hundred million dollar organization with a, with a, with a department of five and need it. So yes, processes is, 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 is paramount, but it's also what you utilize within your process. How do you make the job more efficient and less reliant on that knowledge, that human knowledge. Because knowledge can be transferred into how you configure, how you set up financial systems, third-party applications, uh, how things integrate with each other. Um, and there's ways to utilize products that, that document through task management, project management tools that can really start to house and live within the with within the day to day work that the that your department is performing. So it sounds a lot like uh, I was doing some reading over the weekend about how NASA is is struggling with getting back to the moon. Like we've lost the knowledge on how to get to the moon, even though we were there in 1969 or in the early 70s. But we've lost that knowledge because it wasn't transferred. It wasn't just the procedural knowledge because NASA is great at documenting the procedures. But it was the tacit knowledge that resided with the individual people, the stuff that was in their head that you couldn't get out. So what's what 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 do you other than you're saying bring some of it and put it into the technology? Are there other things that you can do to to help extract that tacit knowledge from the from the people in the organization? Well, I think, you know, when I say brings the technology, I want to I want to segregate this into two components. Um, One is integrated systems that mean that really it creates its own flow. And so that is kind of same thing as having a documented process. Then I talked a little bit about project management and we use, uh, we use a tool that integrates at the GL level and you put every task and reconciliation item and thing that everybody's doing and, and in day to day, they're clicking it off and they're checking it off. That also means that every month you're reviewing it and saying, is anything missing? And you're adding it. 
And so now what you have is a working policies and procedures document that if somebody leaves, let's say you have a department of five and you have an AR manager and that AR manager is assigned a set of a set of tasks that they're going to do. You're, you're taking one person out and putting somebody else in and they see what their, what their job is. They see it in a documented way. So that, that, that's, that, that's one way. Um, the other, the other op- opportunities that business have is how you take accounting t- tasks, processes, and you stop relying on the accounting department as much to do it. And because a lot of information that flows into the accounting department is flowing from different departments, is now what we do is we spread the knowledge across. Really, it's just the process comes in. So if I got expense report, instead of submitting an expense report to accounting that they're going to key it in and so forth. It's an expense report that your sales team is filling out and flows right into the GL. Guess what? There's nothing for the accounting department to do. You've, you've, you've initially trained and you've divested the entire process. So that's another really important thing is how do we make sure that the information that's happening departmentally is coming in in a way that accounting, the accounting side doesn't have to actually interact as much with it. Uh, so I think those are really uh, great opportunities for uh, for businesses, departments, and so forth. And lastly, on this topic, Matt, what can the person who is, say, maybe the outgoing CFO, controller, bookkeeper, what can what can they do to really help facilitate this process? I assume that a lot of these people are really good people. They 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 want to see their organizations survive past th- their their time with them. So what is it that they can do to help perhaps facilitate that process a little bit better? Well, it's interesting. You talk about a CFO and you talk about a controller. You might talk about a staff accountant. And um, I also think about uh, personality traits. So one of the things that I really uh, appreciate, you know, in the hiring process and understanding a team is really who's going to fit best in a position. And I'm going to get to your, your question here. I'm just taking a, 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 a a roundabout route to it. Um, I'd say a CFO and a, and a really good CFO is a individual that is naturally strategic, naturally somebody that is looking at the big picture, naturally is somebody that's willing to be a little bit more risk taking, not risk taking in the sense of being, you know, risky with the money, but risk taking and the decision making that they're making is saying, how am I going to bring in additional resources? A controller in a lot of times is, is, is not, I don't want to say opposite. They can have strategy, but they're more in a detail-focused, transactional uh, job that ha- has heavy, heavier compliance uh, activities and things of that nature. And so each one has uh, has some unique capabilities in how they they evaluate and make the uh, make these changes. When I look at a CFO, I look at somebody that really has the ability to affect change management. That really can take that from a leadership perspective. So the first thing is you, you, you evaluate your organization systems, your organizational approach. And for me, it's sitting there and going, I, I, I have this silly little term that I use or, or, or saying, which is complacency kills. And, and what I mean by that is that we're doing the same thing every day. Eventually we're going to fall off, uh, you know, from a strategic uh, uh, leadership perspective. And so what are we doing today that could be done better tomorrow? Now, it could be a small change. It doesn't have to be 
awe-inspiring. It could be the smallest of little changes, but how do we continue to do that? From a controller's perspective, a controller is where a lot of your other components report up to. And when I say components, I should say team members or staff members or, or data flows into. And this person really needs, to, really needs to look at it from a strategic of saying, how are we operating the finance department? How can we operate it better, be more efficient as a people organization? So I, I really like the, the, the breakdown of saying, how do we do it systems? How do we do it people? Where, 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 do we, where do we break? And we'll pick it up there with Matt on our next episode of the Future Accountant Series. Review and subscribe by searching your podcast player of choice for Sage Thought Leadership Podcast.